Today is Monday, October 23rd, 2017. This is episode 57 of Maelstrom Radio. Maelstrom Radio. With your hosts, Flattis and Shinder. Welcome, everybody, to Maelstrom Radio. My name is Flattis. With me, as always, this host will play his next card face down and end his turn. It's Shin. I've never seen Yu-Gi-Oh. It doesn't matter. You're still doing it. You're doing it. I believe in the heart of the cards. Does that count? Yes. That's 100% actually. That's the whole point. Supposed to believe in the heart of the cards. It's you should be watching Yu-Gi-Oh. It's free. You can just go watch it like right after the show. It's streaming all the episodes. Or I could spend my time doing better things. Like watching Parasite the Maxim. No, I've already seen that. Mm. I'm catching up like on it. Like queuing forever and trying to get into Royal City of Revanaster. Oh yeah, true. Makes sense. Actually I should probably log in right now and start the queue and maybe by the time the show's done I'll get in. Probably. I mean, if you let me queue with you, it'll be insecure tank. Fair enough. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of queuing, you should queue into joining Garuda Gang on <laughs> Pamphret. It's a terrible segue. You can queue yourself into it, maybe? Make it happen? Anyway, you should join Garuda Gang, because uh, it's nothing but bad puns, fun times, and... Uh, Something. We're all wearing wolf costumes currently. I don't know what the hell's going on. Something's happening. I don't know what's going on in our FC. Something. Donald Trump's been quiet. I'm worried. <laughs> Too quiet. He's building a mass mass array of fountains and hoarding them away until we move to the big house. And this could be Fountain City. Or he's making Easter Island heads, oh, and that's sorry. even that's even scarier because our yard maybe just be giant heads staring at people. So. uh... <laughs> Oh, it's no, it's no, it's not, <laughs> no, why? Uh, uh, our current, uh, you know, do you want to be a rock star giveaway is still currently going on. So if you didn't hear, uh, you can go to our website at maelstromradio.com, get all the details on how to enter and what you need to do to enter that contest. Uh, it's as simple as t- taking your character, getting a song that is, you know, of course, copyright, okay, and fair use and all that. And, just edit a video of your character dancing to the song in game and 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 upload it all the rules and all the stipulations everything's up on our site maelstromradio.com go check it out we want as many people to enter as possible uh, the prize is pretty sweet and get a 60 uh, day time card or your choice of something off the mog station up to 24 dollars which you know your choice and uh so have at you if you will 
Uh, it's a pretty fun contest. Uh, the the last date to get everything into us is November sixth, and uh, we will uh, you know go through the videos, make and pick. We'll we'll sit down with Thaladis and go through stuff and pick our favorites and uh, narrow it down to a winner and announce that winner live on the air. That being said, uh, let's jump into the news. Uh, Ogre Pumpkin Carving Contest. So Square announced today. I like this. This is this is something that's, you know, doable, I think, by all, right? Like, I'm not necessarily a designer of sorts. I'm not going to draw armor, and I'm not a musician. Well, I'm a musician, and I play guitar, but I'm not a... I'm not, I can't, like, take something... And make it better. <laughs> I can make originals and I can play other people's songs, but I can't take something and make it better. <laughs> but uh, carve it. I could carve a pumpkin. <laughs> so uh, you know, carve a pumpkin. I don't know how many people will enter this, so I'm almost kind of tempted to do this one just because I could probably get a uh, pumpkin and just carve a Final Fantasy 14 themed pumpkin. Uh, and draw or draw one of our ogre pumpkin templates. So you know, you can grab the template, do the thing. Make the pumpkin, and uh, you get one game uh, winners uh, winners choice of the selection below. So you get a scarf of wondrous wit, the Araman choker, the Mandragora uh, Mandra Mandra choker, the bluebird earring, or the noble barding. Uh, I don't know. I kind of dig the scarf to be honest. And uh, uh, one set of That's three. So oh god, I was gonna say the Taito minifigurines. Yep, go ahead. And then one springing coin bank. That's my favorite. I don't know. Those those minions are pretty awesome. I would mind a Thancred, Harshavant, and Tataru. I wouldn't mind those either. I'd probably to me. I, I mean, Thancred would probably be my favorite out of the three. Although, because I feel like like he'd die. <laughs> Although, have you seen the Titan one? The Titan one's super cute, like super adorable. I have all, all of the uh, the the um, primals are are pretty cute. They are. So, uh, you know how to enter, just click the link, go to the lodestone, click the link, you'll find it. It's all in the forums on how to enter all the rules and what you can and cannot do. And, like, you know, it's pumpkin carving season. Go buy a pumpkin and carve it up. Make it look like a Final Fantasy fourteen thing. Make it your, your, your job symbol. Make it simple. You don't, have to, you don't have to do anything super. I mean, if you go super elaborate, you may have a higher chance of winning, but sometimes simplicity is best, you know. Just, you don't want to ruin a pumpkin. All Saints Wake, October 19th through November 1st, still going on. If you haven't done it, go do it. Get your wolf costume. And uh, they re-implemented the Haunted uh, Mansion again. So, yeah. That's always Grr. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's N.A. only, boo. It, but I'm sure, does, I'm sure the, 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 the uh, EU community it can do it as well. Uh, like, like, I'm sure they have their own thing going on. They have to, like, right? Like, might, maybe not? I don't know. I don't know. I don't live over there. Uh, but, I checked, no, we can't. <laughs> you can't do it, but, I mean, you could do it, but you can't do it. Listen, Chili, if you do it, I'll hold your stuff, and then I will give it to you at FanFest, if you want to. Something like that. If you want. Or maybe Kla if Klaus does it for you, and then Klaus can give it to you. Someone will give it to you. Klaus, Klaus has his North American account. He lives in North America. True. 
Why would Klaus enter for Chile and have the price shipped to you? This does not make sense. Probably because the codes, honestly. Anyway, uh, so community news. Uh, Extra Life is, uh, well, you know what? Shouldn't go ahead because this is your baby. All right, Extra Life is in less than two weeks. We are counting down until November 4th when we're going to go crazy for a full 25 hours, I think it actually is. Oh, God, we do it Which, 25. yeah, daylight savings time is a pain for this. But yeah, so we're going to be setting up uh, schedules and we'll have calendars for everyone that's involved. I'm trying to find the time that we're starting at. I believe it's going to be at, uh, I want to say 10 a.m. Eastern, which is 7 a.m. Pacific. For those who uh, are going, we'll be playing for a full 24, 25 hours, right until the next day at 10 a.m. Eastern. I may die. <laughs> uh, in other news with that, uh, this past week, uh, Denmo McStronghuge uh, joined our Extra Life team. Uh, Flowers was talking to him. We got a lovely shout out on Duty Commenced, which is the uh, Square Enix Final Fantasy XIV uh, stream that happens. Uh, so huge thanks to everyone that got involved with that. Uh, I think that was Fusion that uh, from Gamerscape that kind of helped push that along uh, and has been pushing most of this along as I am currently in the middle of a million other things going on that just kind of all got dumped on me uh so yeah everyone's kind of stepping up a lot we've already raised over a hundred dollars for the account across all of our team or sorry for our team across all of the various accounts uh and we are we each have our own different uh goals and we also have a team goal which i'm pretty sure we're gonna have to increase because our team goal is only a thousand and i'm pretty sure that we're gonna hit well over a thousand at this point based on when we did the hurricane relief and that just kind of went crazy and also we've got like a lot more people than i expected to sign up for this so yeah just kind of completely overwhelmed with all of the the support and attention we've been getting so far guess i'll take this one huh <laughs> uh so uh, this is not necessarily final fantasy 14 related but it is i would say almost community related we we you know we're all video gamers right like we're not necessarily always playing final fantasy sometimes you like to break out of your comfort zone and maybe play a different game that's not necessarily Final Fantasy on your off times you know you're you're you farm on Tuesdays and maybe by Friday you're like I need a break so Destiny 2 drops on the 24th which is tomorrow and uh, we here at Maelstrom Radio are starting our clan uh, and uh, that clan will go live tomorrow Destiny 2 drops tomorrow and uh, if you are a if you're picking up Destiny 2 on PC you're welcome to join us and uh, get in there so uh, we will be, <laughs> hold on a second. I got to talk to Ch Chili real quick. I will be watching the 25 hours. Chili, are you not joining Phoenix down <laughs> out of curiosity? Are you not joining Phoenix down for the stream for the 25 hours? Are you just watching? I mean, he's going to not... be watching literally everybody. If this is Chili. He's going to have a whole like 20 screens set up with everyone's separate stream on it. It's true. I didn't think about that. It is interesting. I'm sure Chili be around. It's mainly Luna and Klaus. Mainly? All right. You're listen. You're welcome to come keep his company because I will need it. Uh. Anyway. Uh, currently so, we have. Go so ahead. Currently we have Gamerscape Phoenix Down Radio, Stage Reboner, and She Heals I Tank, Demo Extra Huge, Maelstrom Radio, of course, Musecast, uh, 
and the crucible and i'm not sure who the last person on our list is but i'm sure i will find out at some point we have a last person did someone new just joins like secretly join no we've had someone called unitunes on here but i don't know who that actually is if you could are just be a member that's joined and but yeah We'll find out. Please come say hi, because I don't know who this is, and I yeah, would love to. We need to know. It's kind of a thing. Holy crap. Chili just subbed for $4.99 for... Uh, oh, dude, thank you, Chili. Four months of subscription to Maelstrom Radio here on Twitch. Uh, that continued use of uh, our sweet emotes, Johnny Falcon. Thank you, Chili. I appreciate that. Uh, so yeah, the Destiny 2 clan will be on PC. You can just come join our... We're going to rename the server. It's called the Garuda Gang server still, and we're going to find a better name for it because it's grown past... It's grown... It, it, it First, it melded in... Uh, we took the Maelstrom Radio Discord server, which we still own, uh, but we moved Maelstrom Radio over to the Garuda Gang server to consolidate everything. <laughs> and uh, now we kind of have to figure out a new name because now it's just growing into a bigger thing. <laughs> So. It's now called Maelstrom Radio Plus Plus, but we really need a better name than this. Yeah, it's can we Maelstrom Saiyan? I don't know. What do we need to figure out? Something. We need to grow it. We need to make it bigger. Like Maelstrom Omega. We must go deeper. Mm-hmm. Are we are we the Alpha and the Omega? No. Alright, I guess I guess we should talk about the main talking point, huh? This is the four point one story. We could. There's. I'm kind of mixed here as to say if there's actually a lot to talk about or not a lot to talk about. As I swallow the liquid, sorry. Uh, that depends on who you ask and what questions you say. <laughs> because if that's the, you know, if you if you ask you, you may think eh, there's not much to here. But if you ask certain people. This the the story of the four point one. I I know certain folks that over at Musecast that were distraught and ha- and have would have an hour conversation about the choices characters made in this in this patch. So we could talk about that and give our opinions because I think maybe our opinions our opinions may differ from each other on certain points of the story, but I think at the end I think maybe you and I agree on the main of it the chunk the the uh, on it the, the meat so i do want to give the the disclaimer right now if you haven't finished 4.1 and you care about spoilers you probably want to stop listening right about now because otherwise we're going to dive right into it get into the story and you have been warned yeah get in there stop watching Yu-Gi-Oh. come watch maelstrom radio spoil everything not really but uh, so far, you know, I on that be, note, yeah, I have to be. I'm proud of myself. I haven't dropped anything weird, like, you know, I didn't. <laughs> Spoilers. I love cars. We're gonna spoil the movie Cars <laughs> on this week's episode of Maelstrom Radio. Uh, no. There's a talking tow truck. There is. His name's. Is it Tow Mater? Rosebud. No, is it Rosebud? His name's not Rosebud. It's Tow Mater. I think. I really think it's Tomator. Shit, I'm out then. <laughs> Shit, I'm out then. <laughs> Chili. <laughs> Beast, Beastmaster. Uh, all right, let's let's talk about the main story. So we log in and we start right off. Uh, it, it picks up right where we left off. There was like almost no missing beat. Like, hey, sh- shit's going down. But we, we speak to Arnold. We Arnvald. just blew everything up. 
Yeah. Fordola's in the dungeons, and the entire organization is going to hell. Sure is. But you know what, though? Arnvald comes up and says, hey, adventures. Let's go on adventures. Let's have adventures. No, wait, wait. Before we went to adventures, it was like, everything is going to hell. We need uh-huh. to fix all of this stuff. But wait, adventures. let's go explore okay. this uh, an adventure. Adventure, yeah. So, yeah, we went We went and talked to everybody and, and got a little bit of backstory and some stuff. And No, it was oh. not only let's get an adventure. It's let's go on an adventure, but first let's talk to the 16-year-old that knows more than everyone in the entire world. I mean, his grandpappy raised him that way. <laughs> I love Alfie, but I mean... We do realize... There's a point when, yeah, it's like... It, Alfie should not know more than the entire, like... Everybody in Alamigo? Yeah, it seems weird that no, there wasn't like a scholar we could have talked to about the drowned city of Scala. Uh, like, I don't know, it felt like a little weird that Alfie's just like, hey, Scala. <laughs> yeah, why could no one else in the entire history like put two and two together? Like, hey, look at this and this. You know what? It might be under the water. I, it, it's. A really odd thing that we had to go and just the 16 year olds out of nowhere like hey look i found these things and oh yeah you know what we went and it was stuff underwater you know what let's go open the big door in the giant underwater city no <laughs> it's not it's not how it works it's <clears throat> Uh, and then we get into Scala, and we do all of it, and we finally defeat the big bad guy, and they just come falling down. It looks like Macho Man Randy Savage. It does. It looks like Macho yes, Man Randy Savage. <clears throat> but, I ha- you know, the story of Scala is interesting, though. I do like the idea that, like, they were all transformed into ghosty furry monsters. So, and, and uh, Fusion brought up a good point. Not everyone can breathe out of water. Not only did we find one entrance to Scala, but no, we found two separate entrances to Scala. One underwater and one above water, because, you know, I can go and invade it from one side, and Alfie and uh, What's-His-Face can go invade it from the other side. Yeah. We just, we're the ones that, they're like, we, 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 don't, we don't want to swim in the salt water or for a very heavily guarded, no one's ever found this. We found two entrances and infiltrated it pretty quickly. We did. Uh, I mean, it was a fun dungeon. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. I, I liked some of the mechanics. The It wasn't really challenging, I don't think, but it had a lot of interesting elements to it, which I thought were kind of cool and uh, shows Square's kind of playing with a few different things. And of course, we have the bug that we talked about last week with Kelpie that uh, the whole text is going the wrong way. Is that a big bug, though, or is that intended? That seems intended. Like, that seems super like that's what they intended the boss fight to be. Like, I mean, if someone out there knows better than I do, but if Shin, I mean, Shin could be right. I think for reals, though, not gonna lie, I think that's intended. I think Kelpie is the backwards boss. For real, I think Kelpie's in, in, in either in either way, it, it's just weird. I, if it's a bug, it's a it's a it's a like I don't know. I don't want it to be a bug. Like I honestly don't want it to be a bug. Like I feel like it's better as it is. Like I like the idea that it's the doing the opposite of what he says is kind of a cool mechanic. That would be kind of neat. It doesn't fit in with the the fight itself. I think. 
Like I can see it being used as a mechanic in certain fights, but it doesn't seem to like it. There doesn't seem to be a reason for this to be that way in this fight. No, but we will talk about maybe like weird mechanics and bosses when we get to Ivalice. <laughs> so we finally did all of this with adventuring. And after all of that, we finally get out of there. And you know what we do? Let's give it to the 16 year old to figure out the finances because no one in this world knows how to handle gold. <laughs> yeah yeah it's you know i mean wrong. we can't just we can't hire someone from old da to come and be an accountant we you have to give the entire fortune to alfie in order for him to calculate everything like yeah. even alizé why isn't she coming over here and helping things she was like uh because i don't know man she's I don't trust anyone from Ulda, except for Robon, and I also really trust, uh, well, okay, I only half trust Nanamo because of Emmy. I, lo- I like how when Emmy shows up, you're like, I half trust Nanamo. Is it true? I mean, Nanamo was pretty, like, trustworthy, but then she got much less trustworthy. Uh-huh. She's always being, like, tricksy. Sneaking out, being other, taking over other identities, uh-huh. being dead for half an expansion. Yeah. Being wait that wait a minute. One of those wasn't her fault. Doesn't matter. All right. Get Rob on to your. She's a lollipop. What is going on right now? She's a lot. What does that have to do? She does have multiple personalities from the beginning. So, or multiple wait. identities. So wait. Personalities. Wait. Wait. <laughs> wait. Does she have multiple? Maybe she has multiple personality disorder. <laughs> no. Nanamo and then Nanamo at night. No. <laughs> goes on in the old um no oh no that wasn't me this week that was him what goes in the old goes goes down in the old palaces there's chili i like nanamo at night most (laughs) yeah i think a lot of people would too oh no Oh no. All right, we should move on from the elf who knows everything and suddenly is like literally the only person that can do anything in uh, Alamigo. Apart from lead the people, which that's pretty much Rob on. Because again, Lise just for some reason can't. She's trying. She's trying her heart out. She's making, she's growing. She tried so hard. She's growing though. Like that's, I think that's the per- story that she's growing as a person. She is. Leader. Like, she made, alright, well, I don't want to, like, get to that part yet, but she did make a really, like, big-time decision in, the, like, the, she made the Hail Mary play, and we'll get to that. If you're, you know, I don't watch football, but I know what the Hail Mary play is, and she made it. Uh, so, we we spend a lot of time uh, talking to Brabon, right? We learn, uh, and Nanamo, we go on, a, like, a little Nanamo quest. <laughs> <laughs> we all like we go little... on Nanamo tours the world. Yeah, it's Nanamo puts on her her disguise mask, and we go we go gallivanting across Eorzea. Um, we we even go to the the gold saucer at one point. So, 
and for once um uh what's his face actually puts on clothes uh oh godbert godbert yes thank you yeah you know yeah godbert shows up and he is wearing pants and and well shorts booty shorts or booty shorts because pants pants are optional when it comes to uh godbert uh but i mean we go on that tour but a lot of it is to me a lot of that part of it is nanamo kind of showing us where she's gone from like when we first met her going through all these places some of it extra i believe but a lot of it is is um hey you know as we're growing like I, like like you, you kind of see that they're trying to make nanamo grow as a character uh, and not be so i don't want to say childish but childish i guess is the word um because she's super reliant on Raulon, right? Like super reliant. And to me, when you're a leader of a a free state, or or for her, a, 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 not a free state, but a, it's not a monarchy. Mon- monarchy, yeah. Uh, she, Emmy, I, as you know, what Emmy, real quick, we're gonna ask Emmy, do you want to come on and talk talk about this part of the story? Because I know you have thoughts. You do have thoughts specifically. I mean, you're more than welcome to hop in and and discuss it with us. Just let us know. We'll we'll keep talking. Just let it. If you say yes, you're you're welcome to join and talk about it. I I also think that like she wasn't really a leader at this point. Like she was kind of, but she always was trying to look for reassurance. She was always looking to others to help her. She relied a lot on Robon to help make decisions, to help enforce things, to help get her thoughts and across. Uh, and even if she did have something that she really wanted to say or wanted to bring up she would always look to others to help and to do that like she never really stood on her own two feet in that sense uh, and I think that with this patch we definitely see a transition from um, not necessarily a weak leader but someone who's not really that confident to she's taking her first steps away and trying to become that proper leader like she she tried doing the whole let's go make it a democracy let's have the people choose everything and we saw how that went terribly uh, and then, uh, of course, now that she's learned that, like she's starting to play the games with all of the old on politics and like actually putting thought into these things. Uh, we saw her try to build up like a refugee um, fund, for lack of a better term, like try to support Alamigo. But if she's just being a philanthropist, she like, she can't actually do this. So they actually need to do a proper plan that's going to benefit both parties. And like we see grow a, a lot as a character from this like we go back to heaven's word but just before heaven's word and she's just this figurehead here that kind of goes in and uh, has this um i lost my train of thought there and, and like she's just kind of sitting there and we see her drink that poison and die effectively before getting to heaven's word and everything's okay because everyone comes back to life but at that point, like she's not really a character, like she's not a leader, she's not very substantial, like almost. Whereas now, like she actually has all of that, like she, she's coming out more as a, a leader and deserving of one of the four leaders of each city state. Yes, and uh, I, I may chime in here. <laughs> Sorry, I just <laughs> hi, Emmy. no, 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 I was gonna, I was gonna uh, announce that you were here. Hi, Emmy, uh, everybody, and, and to be honest. Real quick, hi everybody. This is Emmy from uh, Musecast, by the way. 
It is indeed. <laughs> this is this is a topic that I have a good amount to say about. But I muted the stream for a couple of minutes or like a couple of seconds while I switched computers. So if you said something and I'm repeating it, let me know. <laughs> um, the thing about Nanamo is that in the beginning, like she is looking to Rabban a lot for assurance. She is using him as an advisor and being reliant on him in a good number of respects, I think. She needs a sounding board. And in the case where she died, died, I, I say with air quotes here. <laughs> um, in the case where she drank the poison and fell asleep for a considerable amount of time, I guess. She had this plan that she kept in mind from the start. And she did not go to Rauban and talk about it because she knew what Rauban's response would be. And it would be something that she did not like. I think this is a pretty considerable character flaw for her that I would argue in some ways makes its way into the main scenario even in 4.1. But I guess what Nanamo had before was really an inability to use hard power. I guess she has more of a, a soft power role, more of a social influence than somebody like, you know, the monetarists or anybody on the syndicate, really. The syndicate's the group that has most of the power within Ulda when push comes to shove. And I guess Nanamo is learning how to play the game of Ulda a little bit more which in some ways can be seen as a little bit less trustworthy. She's working with people who she, you know, not too long ago probably would not even think of working with. Like, would you imagine her trying to work with Lolorito all that time ago? No. Yeah, and I'm now a little she surprised is. she still is now. I, I sort of am too. I sort of am too. But like, I think she's, she's come into her own and that she's realized how Uda works. And it's not relying so much on my ideal is the only way to go. She can still accomplish it in other ways, but yes, it might end up benefiting the monetarists too. Even though she doesn't like them, she's more willing to work with them and she's putting things a little bit less like my way or the highway, I guess. Yeah, to me, it seems like she's using all her tools that are available to her now. Realizing that the game is, I need to it, the monitorists. Uh, the monitorists are our tool. Like I should use them to my to my advantage. Thinking that they'll, they'll they're going to get a benefit. Really, I'm getting the benefit. It's it's playing the game, but I think she's starting to use strategy, where <clears throat> before she used a lot of like reassurance from Rabon to get her what she wanted. Where now she's like, I, mm -hmm. I have to, to grow as a leader, I need to play this game. And and that's true. Of, I mean, in reality, that's true, too. When you're a leader, you got to learn how to play the game of governments and kings and queens and such. So, I mean, she's taken initiative. And I think in that way, she's made a step forward. But if she relies on, you know, only her own word, which I think she's not doing now, like she she went to Godbert to try and see what she could do. And I think um, that also has grown in some ways. But maybe as we move on and we talk about Raban, I don't know when that's going to be, but I'll talk a little bit about her own character flaws. Oh, okay. Yeah, Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. So 
Nanamo has this way of thinking, at least the way that I interpret her um, as a Nanamo role player, where she she sometimes still gets ideas in her head, and she's convinced that it's still the only way to do it. Like in terms of political things, she's gone a long way, but in terms of like Raoban in this case, she already was unsure of herself, and I think. Even though it fueled this growth politically, in terms of her, how do I put this? In terms of her her flaws, I think it still exists. I think she still was, she was very set on Raban needs to go. Raban needs to go, and this is the only way that I can show that I'm self-sufficient, is if I push him away completely. And I and I see your point, and I, and I see your point that she almost wanted him to. It almost seems like she wants him to make the decision to come back based on his willingness to want to come back to Ulda, not because he has, because he owes her, but because he wants to be there. It seems, yeah. To me, which is also it, it, it not I'm, not I'm not trying to say that it's not a a moment where she, you know like Nanamo is saying like hey I'm a strong independent Lalafell that doesn't need no Raban. I think it's more <laughs> more on lines with um I like you know when you realize you have a crutch like when you lean on somebody too much and you need like maybe yeah. you, you have to force separation between you and somebody. It's it's mm-hmm. one of those situations where they wrote it in such a way where it's like hey. I need an, I know I can do this, but I know if you're there, I will never do this. Like if you're there, I will always rely on you. And I I I think that's where it was going, and I think that's how it ended. <laughs> I yeah, I see that as well. And to be fair, I was talking about this with another role player um just the other day. And we were talking about how can Ralbon hold fast to his oath when he just put his life on the line for his country? You know, if his blade is entrusted to Nanamo then why would he risk his life for Alamigo? And maybe Nanamo heard about it. Maybe she was aware of this. And I think she gradually, you know, whether or not she observed Raban, there is a possibility that she knew from, you know, secondhand accounts that, yeah, maybe Raban did want to go. And maybe she did have evidence that Raban wanted to go. However, I do think she could have gone about it in a different way. Instead of Ralban saying, you know, I need to stay in Ulda, I need to stay in Ulda, Anonimo saying, no, you need to go. There was an interesting analogy that I discussed with one of my friends the other day, and he said, okay, if I wanted to go to Arby's, but we said that we wanted to go to Burger King, and I didn't say that I want to go to Arby's, but maybe I showed a little bit of reluctance to go, what would you do? And I said, well, if it's if it's in terms of fast food, I would say, does it really make a difference whether or not we order the food together? What matters is, and what I think is important to the both of us in this case, is do we want to eat together? So I would say, you go where you would like to go, but if you would like, come back and let's go ahead and... and uh, you know, eat together. You come come back after ordering and we'll meet again and it'll be fine. And I think Nanamo could have done something like that. That's another alternative that they could have done. 
Now, maybe it's the dev team that's kind of like, we can only do this in <laughs> in uh, so much time. But leaving it up to that sort of ultimatum where she just said, go, go, go. Maybe it could have been compromised a little bit more instead of, you need to do this. Now, do you think that the dev team is doing this on purpose, maybe so that they're have something in the future where Robin comes back or uh, they grow the characters or their relationship, not in that way, but uh, making the, the bond between them stronger in that sense. Like they're not necessarily living in the, or helping in the same city anymore, but there's no reason that the two won't have a strong relationship. Yeah. I mean, it's possible that they do that. The thing is, I don't know if Robin is going to come back if only for the reason that that scene just was presented with such finality. And then what they, a, I'm sorry, go ahead. And then, and then they went through it. Like maybe, maybe Rabon and Nanamo can work together in the future. I don't doubt that there will be some sort of scene between the two of them in the future, but I don't know that we're going to see like wherever Nanamo goes, Rabon goes. And <laughs> actually, um, what was it? There was something else that I noticed. And that was that in the scenes where Raban was gone, Raban was replaced by Papa Sean in a good number of scenes prior to 4.1. So I can see Papa Sean maybe taking some of that role that Raban did. Maybe not as an advisor, of course, because he was the Sultan sworn. He really doesn't have experience with running the affairs of a city-state. But maybe we'll end up seeing a little bit more Papistan, which is kind of neat. We also know that like Pippin took over uh, Robin's uh, roles back in Old Da as well, so we could also see him maybe step into some of these. Yeah, Pippin might too. Although the bond between Pippin and Animo, it seems a little bit more distant. You never really see them talking together. So if that bond is going to happen, we probably are going to see it grow firsthand. Yeah, and I think maybe we got a, like a little hint at that with the the poking fun at Rabon at the end of the four point yeah. one, where it's like, which you know, we we never get to see like so far we haven't seen a like a love interest with one of the main city states, and it would be interesting to see a relationship between Pippin and and Nanamo blossom, so to speak. Out of you're gonna have so many people fight you on that. I listen. I, I, would, I, I would fight you, but I think it's possible. I I would fight you because I absolutely adore Nanamo and Rabon together, but I don't see Nanamo and Pippin being together as being entirely out of the question. Yeah, <laughs> it seems a little bit more reasonable. It does. I know. There's as soon as this goes like out on our feed, there's gonna be a like a like a line of people like let's find Flatus and burn his body in the middle of all old. <laughs> How dare he? <laughs> I don't know. I I think we don't have enough of Pippin and Nanamo together to really decide like how their dynamic would be. There could be something, but like I I still am going to go with Nanamo and Raban. <laughs> I just love the <laughs> two of them so much. I I I there is a special relationship between the two of them, and it's very much even when we got the 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 one like uh scene uh uh cup like the. The way back scene, that I guess. Cutscene. Yeah, the cutscene. Yeah. And and kind of seeing like, you know, the the fact that Rabon fought and, and you know, the reason why he won was because of Nanamo and the reason why he became even part of the syndicate or even had enough money was because of her. 
so I could see why Raban would swear his sword to her at all times because he does owe her his life. Like he would have been stuck just. He literally for, does. Yeah, he's like literally, and <clears throat> but at the same time, I almost feel like Raban is needed because least like Raban is very much a strong general. And Lise is still learning to become a leader. Like she is, she as a character, Lise is still growing, uh, which we mentioned right. a little bit ago. And and it, as much as Nanamo's growing, I think Nanamo's had more time as a leader to understand the game. Like she's watched the game for so long that she, I think she knows how to play it. She's just becoming more confident in herself to play the game now. Um, where Lise has no idea <laughs> what, what exactly she's doing. Uh, she knows how to, you know, throw some fists, and it, it was interesting to watch Lee grow from 4.0 into 4.1, and, like, near the, you know, where the end came in, where we saw Lee make that, like I said, that Hail Mary play, she went and grabbed Fordola. Out of all the people in the world she could have grabbed, she grabbed the one person she knew that could fight the primal with us, and that was Fordola, which was a big deal. Which is also weird, considering we had Yishtola and Thancred just outside the door. It's true. That but, is true. Not sure why we didn't just go. I thought that when she left, I thought she was just going to go and get Yastola because, you know, she's pretty badass too and could have helped us take it down. But nope. Nope. Took us all. Took, took everybody. I mean, and, and, and to be fair, Nanamo, or not Nanamo, sorry, <laughs> Raubon. Uh, Raubon is definitely needed. Like, I will, I will be the first person to say Raubon is needed in Alamigo. You know, he he has the military experience where Lise obviously doesn't. He could end up serving as a mentor for Lise in the meantime. And I hope at least that Raubon ends up maybe once he's not needed quite so much, once he ends up training the forces and maybe in the future there'll be somebody who ends up becoming a suitable successor over there for him. Maybe Raubon could take a diplomatic role in between the two city-states. I think that would be a decent compromise. I, I agree. Like, if anyone's going to bridge the the link between Alamigo and Ulda, it would be Raubon with Nanamo. Um, <clears throat> clearly, I mean, they're trying to do that now by setting up, uh, like, trade between the two areas. And... So it would only make sense further down the storyline that eventually, because Raban eventually is going to retire. Like he's not gonna like yeah. be a general for like eventually he's gonna want to like just kick back and do like the easy stuff where he's maybe traveling between Ulda and Alamigo and and you know sitting in on meetings and discussing you know what to do with monies and <laughs> stuff like that. And <laughs> Alphano, he's apparently the whiz kid. Yeah, you know, Alphano is No, Alphano's the new Minfilia is what he is. Like he's he serves as more of he's a diplomatic thing than Minfilia is. Questionable. He's at least yeah. useful in a fight. Yeah, yeah, the function the function of Alphano is a little bit more diverse. Mm-hmm. than what Minfilia was. And I think that's partially because the Scions themselves have changed, whereas they used to be more of an organization where you do this, you go look at such and such an area and do things really for the better of the Scions. They're more of a freelance group now where they all will work together if needed. But that also means that they have the, the ability to go between different places and so Alphano can explore and he can heal in a pinch 
I still don't think he's a very good healer. But <laughs> no, no, he ha- he could just summon cooler carbuncles than most summoners. <laughs> he's he's got that dope power. He's like, check out this carbuncle. We're like, where that? What's that one doing? He's like, shh. The Minfilia is useless debate. We're actually planning on talking about on another episode of Muse Cast, like two episodes from the one that's coming out now. We're planning on talking about Minfilia. <laughs> She, 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 they killed her so she could be the voice of the mother crystal. <laughs> like, and I love that people are like, "Who's oh, been she's... surprisingly quiet lately?" Yeah, and, and and on top of it, my favorite part is that people are like, "She's gonna come back." I'm like, "No, she's dead. Why would you make her come back?" Because that was how Heaven's Word was. Everyone died, and then they got better. Not Thordan. Yustola <laughs> didn't really get better. She came back. Yeah, she's but got a she came back. She's dying. <laughs> she's she's on borrowed oh, yes. time. She really is. Which hasn't been really mentioned since we first learned about it either. No. You are right. Which is worrisome because they have made very a lot of like like points that oh oh she's dying? Is she gonna get no, she's not dead. Like they've made a lot of hints at Yushtola taking damage, being hurt, almost kinda looked like she was gonna die in trailers and not really dying. So maybe they're maybe they're kind of prepping our minds for Yustola near the end of the expansion, like <laughs> which will be sad because I really like Yustola as a character because I, you know, having grown with Yustola in A Realm Reborn, I mean, the only part of my sanity was during the fetch quests of around 35 and getting cheese. And it was Yustola because at the end of it, Yustola was like, what the fuck was the point of all this? And I was like, thank you. You're the only person with sanity here, Yustola. So I will be sad if Yishola goes. So uh, I don't know. I've never been a big fan of Yishola, and I think I'm seeing some some evidence in the chat that some people don't like Yishola, but apparently she's really popular in Japan. So what I could see is Yishola just not being really touched upon until the very, very end of the game, the last expansion, and then she dies. Oh, no. She'll, if, if they do make her go out, she'll go out in a huge bang. She will. Or, more likely, they'll find a way to kill her, and then they'll find a way to make her better. Or she'll just go... Or they'll find a way to, like, cure the whole draining life thing. She's dying, but she's not dead. (laughs) But she finds a way to get more life back. Maybe she'll become a vampire. Yeah. They'll learn to suck Aether. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Yastola is the Final Fantasy fourteen mascot. Let's see what's going on in chat. It's been done before. Yeah. Beanie, yeah, Yastola is insanely popular in Japan. Mephili is a diplomat. Just because she can't fight does not mean she's useless. No, she's useless. <laughs> it's, it's very, it's debatable. We probably are going to talk a lot about, like, hard power and soft power in the podcast. I don't want to spoil too much, but, like, we no, have no, a good yeah. amount of notes yeah, written for this already. Yeah, no. You can spoil our podcast. We don't care. I'm very good at spoiling everything. <laughs> so are we. <laughs> don't worry. This is spoiler cast, yeah. so by all means. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, Fusion and chat, they can use the Dragon Balls to bring her back. <laughs> Just collect all seven Perfect. of them. No, Perfect. You know, they're gonna, someone's going to die while I get the Dragon Balls. They have to bring him back instead. Him or what's his face. It's true. No, wait, wait. Isn't it? Oh no! Wait, that was that was the Dragon Balls on uh, the other planet that gave you three wishes, right? Not the 
there there is another there's another planet with Dragon Balls. Yeah, the with Frieza, the planet where they fought Frieza. The we're all like yeah, I'm like barely halfway through the first first Piccolo's season. home planet. <laughs> I don't remember. It starts with an N. Somebody chili or chili original Dragon Ball. I haven't gotten to all these fancy characters yet. Z, you're not with Frieza. <laughs> I've never seen it. I've never seen Dragon Ball Z. Namek, thanks, like, Chili. I'm, I'm, I'm like partway through the original <laughs> Dragon Ball. I haven't seen anything other than that. All right. <laughs> I haven't seen the original either. All right. So, all right. Can we, we do need to talk a little bit about like, I think Fordola as a character real quick and her, and her possible plot through the future of four point, the four X series. I don't think Fordola. I will be the first to say. I will be the first to say I love her so-called redemption arc. It's not really a redemption arc, but she's at least changing things. She's yeah, changing I, the path that she's on. I'm really glad that like you can kind of see that they were going in this direction with 4.0, and I'm really glad that they are uh, taking her front and center and, and bringing her, yeah, like not a redemption arc, but kind of that way. And I think that in future patches in the 4.0 series, we're going to see more of that maybe not redemption and i think they put it really well in that one cut scene where uh like they can never forgive her but they can thank her so like they can learn to live with her and work with her even though she'll never be forgiven for what she's done yeah <clears throat> uh i would like to point out uh some things that we you know we we didn't one we didn't see Estinian in 4.1 like i want to point that out like Estinian was missing in 4.1 so i don't know if Estinian will show up through the, the rest of the 4x series we know he's out there uh he does exist uh just want to put that out there not that i want Estinian to be a <laughs> i know when he's when, still playing with omega is he still playing with omega is that what he's doing wasn't that what he was doing before no, I he, have no idea. I just I don't want any more Deus Ex Dragoon moments. <laughs> I didn't like any of those. <laughs> um, it it I it, it seems strange, right? Like we're in a kind of a weird time because we know that Yoshi P would love to make Estinian a, a an official Scion. Fordola seems to be almost on that path of becoming a new Scion. Eventually, maybe like uh, really, you don't th you don't think so? I don't think no. I don't think that she's on the path to become Scion. You don't think she's gonna be Scion? I don't think so whatever? either. I think she's set to die eventually, but she's going to help out in the meantime. Like she's she's going to do a Yasail moment. Yeah, I can see that. Sacrifice herself toward the end of this expansion. Do you think? All right, then I have to bring up this one like theory craft question. Do you think that? Estinian will pop up in the Forex series, meet Fordola, see Fordola try to give herself up like Ysail did, and then save her at the last second. No. You don't think so? No. You don't think that he might feel some guilt for Ysail and then save Fordola, seeing how she would probably go out? Thinking, I like, think I can... that's way too complex for the story team to try and put in there. And I also think that it is... I don't know, to, to go all the way back to how Ysail was just seems a little bit out of place. Like, are we really going back into Heaven's Word? I can see... Potentially, and there's a very small chance of this, but maybe Fordola and Estinian end up working together as both of them being sort of lone wolf types. 
That but I, I think see. it's more likely. I think it's more likely that Fordol is going to die. Which is sad because I really like her character. I do too, and I like the way that she's going. Same. But I don't think I do not think she's going to have a lasting role in anything. You know, past five If she does, great, perfect. But well, I just I don't see it. <laughs> I kind of agree there, but. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. See, I kind of agree with that, but on the other hand, too, like, she is a character that, like, people just kind of have mixed feelings about, I guess, because she was really, really kind of evil, but at the same time, she's also trying to get redeemed. Um, so, based on history of Square killing off characters we like, I don't know if she's necessarily up on the chopping block completely. They'll probably kill off someone else that we like a whole lot. Luckily, uh, Minago is not on there because she's an important crafting NPC now. Yeah, Minago is safe. <laughs> How do you know your character is safe? Give <laughs> me the crafting that, if quest. If they show up, if no, if they show up in like recurring things, and if they end up, you know, in in a quest outside of the main scenario, there's a good chance that it'll be fine, at least for that part in time. I guess that means Robon still isn't a hundred percent in the clear then. Nobody's in the clear of my concern. As far as I'm concerned, nobody's so in the clear. So I'm going to just continue to panic every single patch about how is Raban. Please don't kill him. <laughs> I feel the Since same way about Arnvald, yeah. I'm okay with him dying. No, I'm he's not really attached to him yet. No, I, they, I think they need him over there. They need him there so that he can succeed Raban. Yeah. And then Raban can go back to Ulda. He's got a great, <laughs> a great voice actor, though, so I won't stick around. He does have a great voice actor, and I think in terms of combat, he's learning. It seems like he is growing, too. Yeah. So I can't see him being killed off anytime particularly soon. He's a pure because boy. Because he's still in that growth process. Jujur makes like a great point in chat. Arnvald is now a character specifically so they can kill him off. It's Moonbrita all over again. Oh no, God. no, not not another. Please, one. no. We didn't we didn't have enough time to get to know Moonbrita really. So I really hope that Arnvald is okay and he continues to grow. At least there's some sort of character development with him. I don't know if he really is a good successor for Robon though, considering like, hey, look, we finally just did this whole thing with this country, and you know what? Let's go off on an adventure now. Well, maybe yeah. not yet. Yeah. Maybe not yet, but I can see it later. Yeah. Priorities. He doesn't know yet. He's like, I hear about some drowned city. Let's go check that out. Well, technically, I mean, because they wanted, what is it, the riches out of there? They wanted something out of there. There's something important down there. They wanted the money because of the whole thing of he grew up with no money, and he didn't want other people to have to, like, beg and steal and kill and all it's of that. It's kind of a noble cause. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a, noble a noble cause. cause but it depends on what you do with that money. Yeah, I mean... You give it to Elfano. Yeah. <laughs> Alf, uh, you yeah. just give it to Elfano. <laughs> yeah. Elfano's taxes and accounting services. Uniforms. Uniforms say the scions. <laughs> Yeah. You should definitely pay Tataro to make more clothes for us. True. Tataro needs to make more clothes for us. All right, so uh, let's talk a little bit about the ending, the meanwhile, because <laughs> we got a meanwhile. The meanwhile. Every, meanwhile seems to be the thing. You, this is what you do not do with character development. It seems like Yatsuyu has 
amnesia completely. And so she's acting yep. totally different, but it's not as a result of her own action. She isn't really reflecting on it. It just seems like she's completely oblivious to everything. And if she ends up developing because of that, it seems kind of cheap. I mean, it is an interesting take to see this character who really had kind of a rough uh, upbringing and you can kind of sympathize with them, especially like when we got to that part in 4.0 and she's this really evil person and we see all this, but then we see her whole backstory and you end up kind of sympathizing with her and like you can see how she turned out and why she turned out that way. And then they, they kill her off and then bring her back again. I don't know. Like, yeah, I'm still kind of torn on this whole... <laughs> Yes, killed. Killed. I'm still kind of torn on bringing her back with amnesia. Like, I think they could do this really, really well, but it's going to depend on how they play it out. Yeah, because to me, like, as much as Yatsuyu was very much like an unlikable, like, I wouldn't say unlikable character. I think as an evil character, she was very... Depends on who you talk to on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, well, step on my head, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, uh, but no, she was, she was she was likable she was very much a like you can you can like she's relatable as the villain but then when you see her backstory like you see her backstory you're like i don't know if i could be mad at her because she is a product of her environment and i'm still mad at her because both her and fordola really both of them have tragic backstories and it's like if you have a tragic backstory does that mean that you are necessarily evil no but it seems like it's far too common with the stormblood antagonists this cycle except for xenos who we just from the beginning to the end was 100 percent evil yeah xenos was just evil well xenos kind of is a foil to the warrior of light he kept on beating everybody yeah. And he just wanted somebody who was a, an even match. But yeah. at the same time, he developed a sort of sadism because, you know, there's no sense in it. There's no sense in, in trying to to do much of anything. So I'm going to try and take pleasure out of other people's pain. <sighs> and it did nothing. <laughs> I mean, I get that. <laughs> I understand. He brought a Shinryu. Yeah. He put his body in the dragon. I think it would be kind of interesting, though, if they took this whole amnesia angle and uh, as she kind of as she gets brought back into the story and when we start seeing her and we know that there's going to be this huge reaction when uh, our characters, when the Scions and the the Alamegans see her, um, but she has no memory of this. So there's going to be a huge reaction to that. But it'd be kind of interesting to see if she does grow not having all those historic memories and see if she becomes that sort of person, but then at some point regains those memories and kind of has this conflict between who she is now as a person versus who she was and trying to um, not consolidate, but to bring those two sides of her together into something that can move forward. Yeah, that is what I think is the best case scenario for this, is that eventually she ends up realizing it, but only after she's made some sort of progress. And I, I think that's kind of where the story is going. That's my prediction, at least. Yeah, and it, and you know what? And I could probably point this out now. Stormblood looks like it's going to be a story of growth, right? Like, not just for... Because we saw our the Warrior of Light grow in power, right? To face Xenos. But now it's... Alamigo is going to grow to in, to become a city state. Lise has to grow as a leader. Robon is going to help with that. Uh, Nanamo is growing as a leader herself. 
we have to see uh, Yatsuyu grow into a, a possibly a different person with a different set of values based on how she interacts with. Uh, damn, I forgot his name. Um, Kosetsu. Kosetsu. Yeah, thank you. That's it. And uh, we also same with Fordola. Like like all the decisions everyone's going to make here on out and how the story is going to be written is going to be a story of growth for all characters. Uh, to me, which would explain a lot, where Stormblood is very much the what happens after war. Everything changes and everybody grows from it. Um, so but we saw a lot of like during Star- um, Heaven's Word as well was a lot of loss. Like there was the war started, this happened, these people died. Like it was very depressing is not the right word, but it, it was a lot more like downward type stuff. Like there was yeah. a lot of things going on that just weren't great. And there were like uplifting moments and really awesome things that happened throughout, but there was a lot of things. We had Harsha font, we had uh, all the different things, the dragons and, and everything. And now that that's done and now we're moving on to this, I think we're seeing kind of a more upward slope. We're getting a lot more people growing, things expanding, and we're seeing a lot more positive emotion in this expansion as opposed to the last expansion. Yeah. Right. Um, Let me bring up a question. Sure. If I may. If we're trying to grow everybody, is there another way that you think Yatsuyu could grow? Like, would there be other circumstances in which Yatsuyu could be redeemed? Or do you think that the only way that she could grow would be for her to really forget her past and then maybe come come back upon it later on? Uh, So, like, if she regained her memories immediately and then grew after that? Say, for example, she lived, Gosetsu lived, but she didn't suffer any sort of amnesia. Do you think that there would be a way that she could be redeemed? It is possible that she's playing off as someone who has an amnesia, but not actually has it. Like, she might just be faking this as well. Um, because, like, we did see a little bit of hesitation there when she was doing all of her things and kind of reminiscing and, and such. Like... We know that she knows that what she's doing is not necessarily the, the best thing, apart from mm-hmm. she really does take pleasure in a lot of this stuff. So I don't know. Like, There's a little bit of hesitation there, but I think from her personality and what we've seen of her so far, she really, really enjoys inflicting pain and, and have inflicting pain on other people. So I don't know if there's really a way to get her to completely do a 180 um, without some sort of thing blocking that current the like her past memories yeah and, yeah i would i question that too <laughs> i i often i also have to think that maybe she would need to see change in where how from where she grew up because he is now going to have to grow um the the east into a back to where it's it was but it can't be where she how she grew up because clearly she was sold off into slavery and into even worse things that were implied in her story, which to me, by the way, probably one of the first times I really think that they went. I mean, they, they've gone dark before in the storyline, but I think Yitsu's story is super, super dark, super dark for and and that you could see the hesitation in her when she when she, like even when I think she went to go shoot Gosetsu. Like it, like you can clearly, like it didn't happen. Like she could have just pulled the trigger and been done with it. But like it was one of those, like, you know, I I stopped and thought and like took somebody with me, um, because that's 
her nature and I think maybe if she spends time with him and maybe eventually pulls herself out maybe like Shin said there would be this internal conflict with he's not a bad person and he's not and then maybe he'll show her like not everything is terrible in in a new prosperous uh world um and maybe there's a chance she'll be able to like grow from that and it, it's gonna it's it's almost like she's the fordola of of that area i don't know it's it's going to be interesting i don't know how they're gonna play it yo Sayo kills guys everybody's killing guys <laughs> Everybody kills Gaius. No, what I see is Fordola. Fordola's overall goal, I think, is to liberate all Amigo. It's just that her vision was a little bit warped. Yatsuyu, on the other hand, it didn't seem like hers was to liberate anybody, but more so to just get revenge on the Domans and the people living in Othard. And so there's a bit of a difference between the two of them. And I think her trying to get revenge on this entire race of people as opposed to somebody who's trying to get all the other people to submit to the Garlean rule because that's the only way that they can really gain respect. There's a bit of a difference between that. There is. I, I think it might also be interesting too, like we're talking about assuming that she is going to redeem herself or she's going to have some sort of redemption or go through all of this, but there's also the chance that she gets her memories back and uh, between the person that she is, like if she does kind of become a, a better person and then she gets those memories back and can't handle it, that she just ends up like not, like she just, she can't deal with it. And it like, goes crazy or like, goes into some scenario where she ends up dying or something like that. Like there's always, there, there is that possibility where we get to the scenario of just not everyone can be saved. Mm -hmm. And I think that would be kind of an interesting angle to go at as well, because as the warrior of light and, and in this in this game, we're used to saving a lot of people and almost everybody we've been able to save with very few exceptions, which we're very, very sad about. So I think it would be kind of interesting to see this villain, especially if they do start redeeming themselves and then have to uh, basically reflect on themselves and be like, oh, no, I, I actually did all of this and not be able to come back from that. It's true. I, I think we could almost like have a whole other show like digging into the, the depths of Yitsu and Fordola's like psychology and like this why. This is what we do on our show. <laughs> I was gonna say, this sounds like a Musecast episode. It's a, it's almost, a Musecast. <laughs> we did talk a good amount about um about the two of them in our Far East episode. Or so, I guess set set of episodes. But yeah, <laughs> yeah that's that's on another show. It is. You should go listen to that show. <laughs> you they, should. They, they they probably did it way better than us. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, uh, we didn't know a whole lot about them at the time, so we just used the information that we had at the moment. But now, I wish we could go back and do it. Like, just talk about all the new things that that we know now. Do you have the Far East revisited? Yeah. Will happen. Yeah, yeah we may end up revisiting a lot of things later on. Like, I want to I want to revisit Uldan now. And I want to revisit um, maybe Ishgard in some ways. And I want to go into a lot of the Aorzine Alliance dynamics and what I think could happen from there. And maybe later on, if we see Alamigo joining, which Raban could be the link there. I I don't see that outside the realm of possibility. I think that could I really think it would be kind of cool 
it like Roban is currently like the military leader of that group, but I could see him passing that off to someone else because it's not something that's like someone else could learn that. But I think it'd be really interesting to see him as the uh, ambassador to the rest of Eorzea. Yeah, I think that would be great. I would be completely happy with that. I don't know if Square Enix plans to do that. I mean, he has the experience. Like, out of everyone that's involved with Alamigo, he's the one that knows all the other heads of city states. He's been involved with all that stuff. So he'd be the perfect candidate to go and talk and treat with everyone else. And at the least, he can start to transition the military forces into joining up with the Alliance. So then you have Uda, and you have Limsa Lomenza, and Gridania, and Ishgard, and Alamigo. Which, the more exactly. people you get in there, the more conflict you're likely to have. But we have somebody who's in there who, you know, who who knows about it, who already has an established point of view. And we have his son now as the military leader of Uldah. And so, I think that even, like, all the, the Immortal Flames and stuff would still respect him immensely. And Uldah's army will be would also still respect him a lot, like just having him as the former commander. Right. So as far as incorporating Alamigo into the Alliance, it's a great move. It's a great move to have him there, at least for now, and then maybe later on. I, I think I think we'll see that towards the end of the 4.0 series, uh, kind of like we did with Ishgard. At the end, they kind of joined up, and I think we'll see the same thing with Alamigo at that point. I think so. just seems that we keep getting more and more friends every single time that we finish an expansion. I want a one. I want to. Um, I completely messed up there. I would like to see an instance where something goes very wrong, and also you don't have. You mean like all your friends dying in a in a. Uh... Like you, you free a country, but it's sort of half-heartedly, and they don't want anything to do with you now that they're independent. Ooh, I could see some. Uh, I could see a faction of Alamegans trying to pull that off. I could see it too, but I think they've established the foundations of their government so far that I don't know that it would be a good idea for it to be redacted at all. Interesting. I could also see it playing out in either uh, the Domen group with them not really having a leader for a while or not being under Guardian rule for a while and just Hien is now coming in and taking over. So like, why would why should he be the leader there? Um, or also I could see something with like a splinter faction with the Aura tribes. Both of those might be also possible. Are the, do the Aura tri tribes fall under that jurisdiction or are they their own separate entity? I think they're their own separate, I'm pretty sure they're their own separate entity, but I mean just between the tribes themselves. I see. Like we've yeah, already seen that between the, the sun and the moon, they have... Uh, differences and and beliefs and stuff, but there's also all these other little tiny groups. And what if there's one that maybe we haven't heard about yet, or just kind of a more underground or secretive group that just comes in and starts stirring up things? Yeah, I thought that was the case, but they were their own sort of thing. Yeah, they just happened to be friends with us, and they owed us because we helped them become the leaders. Whatever the the small group was that the we whole. helped. Yeah. Small, small cinnamon roll. Yeah. Serena is awesome. She is awesome. All right. So we do need to talk a little bit about Ivelisse, just a touch. Uh, Emmy, do you want to hang out and uh, talk Ivelisse with us? 
Did you? I do... would love to, but I have zero tactics experience. So I don't know if you want that. I don't know if you want that perspective in there. That's fine. But I Shin probably has... should be getting. I should be going fairly soonish, like within the next thirty minutes. So if we can get Iblis in, or we'll I can definitely talk be under thirty like minutes. 30 minutes. Well, it'll it'll be yeah. under thirty minutes. Yeah, we'll get it done. Then I will be glad to stay. <laughs> all right. Hey, Miss Vader. Uh, all right. So let's you you and I know you did the raid already, so we can we can definitely talk I did. about it. All right. So. You know, it's it's nice you uh, the <laughs> over Kagane just one morning uh, a sweet Garlean ship is hanging out and they're just like wait a minute this doesn't look like a normal Garlean ship this one's nice <laughs> not menacing whatsoever it's such a nice ship yeah who was it I don't know if it was you guys or if it was another another Probably person who me. said I want the airship. It was wanted as a house. The, yeah. yeah, the new housing area. Just have like yeah. instanced housing within the airship. Yeah, I, that that's my solution for housing is give me that give me giant airships and then I can put a garden on top like out in the like on, uh, uh, housing. Oh, uh, love it. I airship I, field. Oh. It'd be so great. That's my, Anyway. You uh, have like you could have the upper deck be the equivalent of your yard. Yeah. And the everything below the de the yeah, that deck would be yeah. Just housing. Yeah, and we can have rooms because you can have quarters like, it, like on a ship. It'll be like the start, you know, the Starship Enterprise, <laughs> like a super massive <laughs> ship, and then we just hang every like it's. We can even have one of those cool like rooms where we can go in and say like, "Hey, put me back in the 1930s." And... No, <laughs> can't get. All right, <laughs> let me. <laughs> Guess not. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, we go to the we go to Kugane and uh, we end up talking to Shin. Who do we start talking to? First, we ta start talking to the really nice girl who. No, we talk to the, some reporter who comes and gets us, and then talks yep. to the really nice girl who I don't know the name of. Uh huh. Don't remember. And then she takes us to the really amazing airship, and we get uh -huh. to talk to her a little bit more. And then her really, really, really whiny brother comes along, and he's annoying for a long time. <laughs> he's annoying but at least she's cute like Alma's really cute too but I wish we had Rams's hair it's Rams that Alma I was right <laughs> yeah, you are right Ramza though I will say this Ramza is not annoying in tactics <laughs> at all he is not the same as the one in tactics we know that much we do know that much now and uh, this one's annoying as hell we also learned that how they connect the story of Ivelisse uh, into the the Aorzian storyline is that uh, they are Garleans. They don't have the 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 dot, the little crystal. What is, third what is eye. it? The third eye. Yeah, the uh, the that thing, <laughs> the dot. <laughs> and uh, up on our lore here at Maelstrom Radio, and uh, so. They are act. They are a troop of actors uh, going to put on the story for the the crystal, not the Braves, the the Brave, something something. I know I had it like in front. Zodiac. Of Zodiac Braves. Braves. Thank you, the Zodiac Braves. Uh, but their father is missing. So guess what we get to go do? Go find him. Save him. Yeah. So we get to go to the royal city of Ravenester. I just like to point out that pretty much every single time something goes on, Sid volunteers us to make us go and do all the hard work. Yep. Like, oh, hey, something's going wrong with Omega. Sid comes in. You know what? Let's go and bring the Warrior of Light in. Okay. Hey, look, these Guardians are having troubles. Let's bring the Warrior of Light in. 
Because Warriors Hammett like said, give me eyes. a break. <laughs> yeah. It's because he looks like Kenny Rogers then. <laughs> Sid really, like, we need to get on his payroll or something. Like, we need to start charging him for all the help that we're giving him. I mean, he hasn't built an airship for us or anything lately. Like, I mean, on. Nero got on his payroll. <laughs> exactly. He's paying Nero, but not us. Apparently. I don't know. I love Nero. <laughs> so. I mean, I've also been doing the Red Mage quest line, which, surprise, surprise, he enters in because why not? And we save um, Jesse's life at some point in it and like i mean she could start putting us on the payroll at that point does but just, she does, doesn't yeah does jesse have a girl by the way no jesse's girl okay stop i'll stop i'm gonna keep moving i'm sorry i'll just keep moving anyway <laughs> anyway uh so oh i have an interesting tidbit yes Ooh. about about this family and the troop so you can tell by the way that their names are structured that their territory was conquered by Garlean, so they are not Garlean-born necessarily. Because number one, they don't have the third eye, but then they have very low-ranking names. Interesting. See, they the, the way that the middle names go is a reflection of their title, and so the lower-ranking the lower citizens, or really non-citizens in some cases, get like the A. Like a, I don't remember what it's like on or something like that is the lowest rank of Garlean society. And I think the highest level of ranking that we see within this family is a C. I feel like we should have Emmy and like Sarah on and like have them teach us lore because we are terrible at it. So, so basically like your, your emperor has, um, what is it? I, f I forget the, the thing, but the the ranking delineator is a Z. And then you have, if you're in the royal, like, the line of su succession, then you have yay. That's why we have, like, Xenos yay, Galvis. And it just okay. goes down from there. Now, I, I've been trying to find a list of all the characters in the Final Fantasy XIV uh, Return to, you know, what's the Royal City of Rabinasteraid, like, all of the characters we met. And I can't. I can find this list of all the bosses, and <laughs> and uh, so I got like Mateus, uh, Hashmal, uh, Rofokal. And I honestly uh, cannot remember like any of the boss names. I just know the fights. <laughs> and then Argath Thadalphus is uh, the last. There's the snowman guy, and yeah. then there's Meat Hands. Uh huh. Meat Hands. And then there's Column Guy. Col yeah. Uh, AK Meat Hands and there's Rofa Call. Yeah, that's Meat, Meat Hands. Yeah. yeah. I know yeah. I call him Column Guy. I just I just know that because almost every time we will get a wipe. Yeah. Because I, he will yep. die from those yeah. columns. So yeah. he is Column Guy to me. I know. And then we have Simon Says Guy at the end who is Mateus. <laughs> yeah. Uh and then yeah, and but the alright, so go through all the bosses. Rabinaster the is Yes. <laughs> Rabinaster is gorgeous. Like right, right off the bat, like the city of Rabinaster, like the the zones and it, gorgeous, like right off the bat, probably some of the best artwork they've done in a raid so far. 
all of the raids, especially their alliance raids, like the artwork is amazing. Like we saw this in the Crystal Tower series, we saw this in the Void Arc series, in the Mock series. Like all of these are, um, well, I guess that's similar. Uh, but all of these are like just the artwork is amazing. Now, you and I discovered that we ran down and we jumped. We didn't jump down the platforms. You and I jumped into a giant pool of water below and swam through at a certain point. I didn't realize there was another way to go. Like, yeah. I was just following people. Yeah. I've only gotten the B path, so I've only gone below the water. And it wasn't until the, um, what was it called? I can't think of it. The... Uh, duty commence stream. It was only until the duty commence stream that I got to see what it's like when you do not have, or when when you are not in party B. Party B, which I want to say, not being in party B is almost unfortunate because there is lore down there, like stuff. There's clickables on the walls, and you get like little tidbits of former, like of, of from like the past games, like tactics and stuff like that. Like, like there's stuff there, like like throwbacks to the games, um, which. I love like I think that's so neat that they did that and it's kind of interesting that they only did it on on group B <laughs> like only group B now, gets it. The, the group B thing is annoying but I also don't like the fact that it's in the middle of the raid so like I feel like I don't have time to stop and actually read all of this lore that we're getting without holding that up was, the raid that was why I did it on week one I went through and I read the lore over there but now it seems like a lot of people are starting to try and do it for the, the loot and if you aren't in party b then there's not much to see you know you're just running and you're taking that path but you don't have anything to read it's not it's not a much it's like little like one-liners uh so, but it but you do want to take the time there's to a click few that were multiple screens yeah there True. are a couple because i started reading them and i'm like oh no i don't have time because everyone's rushing ahead yeah everyone's wants to go kill things yeah so what you need to do is get get a pre-made party it's true 25 people to, or 24 people together is a hard you just, don't even need 24 people just get eight and then when they don't have alliance b there to go and pull the lever then they can't do anything so they have to wait <laughs> they have to wait for you now go ahead and take your time reading that lore or we'll just put the call out. Everybody on Primal, let's get 24 people together so we can like all like go down to Alliance B's side. <laughs> let's yeah, we, we can go and do... Uh, do it uh, three times. Yeah. Alliance Primal Raid. Or Primal Alliance Lore Raid. Yeah. We'll Too bad I'm it. not on Primal. Or at least I don't have a character that is a high enough level on Primal Excuse where I can run it. Let's just get on that. Yeah. Come. come I have here. too many characters that need to, to do... A, Things. You know, that's fair. Any sort of progression. Yeah. I have way too many anonymous. I can't do that. <laughs> I can't add another one. There's no sense in it. Go <laughs> just jump it. Just like slowly grind up to seventy. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I did. I did jump one of my anonymous on Diablos, and I'll probably jump her again on a different class. But I have to save it. <laughs> all right. It's all uh, circumstantial. So uh, we did, as soon as we drop in, we do see the Banga are there, and uh, we know that... Uh, are those the creepy lizard things that got shot and then got better? Yes. I think they were, yeah. Yeah, thick skin. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Thick skin. So uh, were, they, were they present in tactics? They are present in 12. <laughs> Banga. In 12? Yes. Uh, 
So, which I know, uh, they maybe it's been a lot. Listen, and I'm going off tactics as if I was playing it when I was, I don't know how old I was. Let me see. I have like certain things up so I can look at it. Uh, I want to see if they even tell me when tactics came out. Uh, nope. I was a young lad. <laughs> Let me put it this way. It was when the advance was out. So <laughs> let's put it that way. Released in 2007. Let's see, it was four years out during... Oh, that was a PlayStation version. Yeah, there was another. Go back. Sorry, the original one was 97 in Japan or 98 for North America. There you go. There you go. Better. Much better. 97 uh, or 98? 98 wow. for America, so... I would have been four. Don't do I, He's laughing because he knows I'm the oldest one here. Three or four years old. <laughs> I don't know, I was laughing because I was seven. I would have been a baby. Let's see. You're t what? You're 27 right now, right? So if you're yes, I would have been seven. I'm five, five years older than you. All of you are <sighs> so old. <laughs> How do you surprise? Have you don't have to say. We can tell you. And remixes, remixes old too. <laughs> don't don't let remix here. <laughs> No, Remix, <laughs> Remix knows. Remix knows what I think. All right. All right. Here to here first. Remix is old. I didn't say it. I'm just saying. <laughs> remix, is, remix is like 31, okay? And I'm 24, so. I'm not old. I'm just. I look like a baby when I share You're this. old. Not, not old. 40's old. <laughs> not 40 yet. <laughs> Don't judge me. That's all I got. A Closer thousand, than we are. A thousand is old. A thousand is truly old. A thousand is hello. <laughs> yeah, you're probably dead at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or See, I don't even think I don't even think a hundred is enough time. A hundred is hardly anything. A hundred is not enough. Oh yeah, you're right. Maybe one of those old hundred year old people that's like, I still like my beer. <laughs> anyway, let's get through it. So <laughs> we went ahead and we go kill all the bosses. Not much story in the bosses. The bosses are fantastic. The raid's fantastic. But we get to the end. Uh, we find out your father's there with the book and saying, hey, this is real stuff. There is there clearly he's named his kids after Ramza and Alma. There is so, something's going on. So go ahead. That That's like. He's a little bit too much into that whole like fandom. But there is I agree. It, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> like your when your dad's you're naming your kids after things your and dad. you're like spending your whole life living like that's the definition of way too into a fandom like your yeah like your dad was way it's too like, much into I'm buffy gonna, uh, it's like oh i have kids i'm gonna name one Ralbon and the other pippin like no <laughs> i Pip do like the name pippin though i was gonna say pippin's a, a great name. Pippin's a, pippin's a name. great name but like or say for example uh, i named my kid Fordola. Or like I named him Xenos. I mean, we ha he hasn't started quite a shipping characters in Ivelisse yet, but he hasn't mentioned it, so he might have already. Yeah. Yeah. He's written. He seems he's, like the kind of person who might. He's written the fanfic. We don't know, but yeah, he's he's written the fanfic. We just need to read it and see who he ships. Yeah. So is the fanfic what those uh, lizard people stole? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what they got. They got the fan. Apparently, they're big fans too. Yeah. They're really big fans too. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> uh, so you find out your dad, but there is something like, well, there is a, uh, not a conspiracy, but there's a, a foretelling, a, 
a enough what am i what's the word i'm looking for shin there's a uh something <laughs> thank you thank you emmy's not like thanks shin <laughs> shin's just staring at like i know <sighs> It's like I'm, I'm trying to figure out how you don't, <laughs> how you can't think of this word. Because I'm managing a lot of things. <laughs> remember, I uh, remember, I do live video plus audio at the same time. Yeah, uh, you do, you do live video. I just edit out all the edit or all the the mistakes. Oh no, we keep so, those in. We I just show up. Yeah, we call that comedy. <laughs> mistakes in, and we call That's it. Com See, this is why I don't end up recording live very often is because I get a lot of ums and uhs and not being sure how to word things. Uh-huh. We call and that... So, when you name it a comedy podcast, then then that all goes out the window. And then it's like, we, if, as long as we get one good joke <laughs> in, it does, that's all that matters. <laughs> then they, they forgive us for all the ums and ahs. We're so like, serious. Oh, we're, we're not. We're so serious on our show for the most part. <laughs> I guess relatively serious. We aren't extremely serious. Like, we're all business all the time, but... I mean, we started off yeah. really serious, and then we stopped giving a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a little bit different, given the types of things that we discuss. You're a lot more varied in everything. It's true. And I, we cover characters and lore and how they affect people. I, I did take the crucible to hell. So <laughs> uh, uh, anyway. I would love to go through that. I would love to go through that same thing. Oh, then hold on when we end the Newscast show. Newscast goes through. Uh, well, maybe you may get to go to the seven hells one day. So anyway, let's let's plow oh, through perfect. this. Plow through this. Uh, all right. So as we as we finish, we found out there's a prophecy. It's odd that he named his kids Rams and Alma. It, it, the story's not clearly not over. There is going to be more to it. It's kind of left on a a to be continued uh, situation here. As with everything. As with everything. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile. Meanwhile. So that's all we have. Uh, do you want to, Shin? Do you want to touch like real quick on 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 Hildebrand? Like real, like real quick. We could probably knock it out in two minutes. I haven't done Hilda yet. I oh, really you haven't? Need all, to right. all right. My character belongs in a Hildebrand quest line, but I haven't had much of the time oh. or the drive to do it after oh, the story oh. put me off for so long, and I'm just getting back into the game. Oh, I I won't. Let me just. All right. I won't. We won't spoil it. We'll talk about it next week, but. Uh, let me put it this way. I, I have renewed, <laughs> like, ever since Heavensward, I was like, man, all right, the Heavensward story was a little weak. It was more lovey than in comedy. But, mm -hmm. but this one so far, mm, it is a, it's so far comedy solid. It's so good so Perfect. far. It is so good so far. It. it is so good oh. so far. I, I think it's really, really good. I don't know if it's quite at the level of the original Hildebrand, but I do think it's better than what they did in Heavensward. It's it's got potential. We just it just started. It's got potential. So far it does have a lot of potential. It's so it, far it's not like stupid and like a lot of the Heavensward one. No. Which it, it got a little bit way over the top. Oh yeah. And there there's a lot of like good comedy but we got, choices. So and the one, like the way that they did it in Stormblood, like they did a very, very light update. I think there's only two quests in it at this round, so there's not a lot to it. But they, oh, really? of course, ended up on the traditional thing of next time on. Yeah. Um, with a huge, like this, that entire section was basically things that, like, spoiler, not spoilers, but like teasers for what's coming up. And it looks like there's going to be a lot of interesting things 
there were some throwbacks to elements that we've seen before that mm-hmm. we'll get really excited about. Just just tell me this. Uh-huh. Is Gigi in it or hinted to be in it later on? I didn't see Gigi in the teaser, but I did Aww. see I did see another lovable character from the Hildebrand storyline that I two love. of them. Two oh that's right, two of them. That's right. So I'm excited. I'm so disappointed that Gigi isn't in it then. Because well, we never got teased with Gigi yet. Yeah, that's true. We haven't got. There's teased always with Gigi. the. I, I think that they'll bring him back. Yeah. Maybe if he recovers everything, if he recovers, you know. Yeah, yeah he's I can see him coming back towards the end. He's collecting aether currently. So. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Well, that's it for story. Really, uh, we did. Thank you, Emmy, so much for joining us and, and talking uh, Nanamo and Rabon. And Thanks for inviting me in. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, next week is uh, going to be our Halloween spooptacular because <laughs> it is the day before Halloween. So, of course, Maelstrom Radio will show up and try to scare the pants off you. And uh, the best way to do that I know how to do is that uh, we're going to we did it once and everybody liked it. So we're going to do it again. Uh, so hold on to your butts as we do a Maelstrom Radio brings you... The Eorzean Halloween Choose Your Own Adventure. <laughs> so next <laughs> next week, hold on as we may get a little a woo crazy and gur out on a looping adventure. Because this Halloween, <laughs> we're going into a haunted house. <laughs> so with that being said, next week, Halloween, Shin may be in a costume. I may be wearing something. I don't know. Maybe. We don't know. It's, it's, yes, I'm super excited for the Choose Your Own Adventure. So if you want to be a part of the Choose Your Own Adventure, come next week, be in our audience. The audience gets to choose the, the, what happens in the adventure like last time. And we don't know. We may survive Halloween. We may get out of the uh, haunted house. We may die. We don't know. May a woo. We may a woo. So, with that being said, I want to thank Emmy from Musecast. Uh, Emmy, you want to go ahead and pimp out all your stuff and where people can find you and the show and where they can find and listen. Sure. So, our website is musecastxiv.com, M-U-S-E-C-A-S-T-X-I-V. We have all of our episodes up on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. We are on Facebook. Just look up MusecastXIV, Musecast14 there. You can find us on Twitter at MusecastXIV. Um, I am very used to going into this spiel as to donate to our podcast, but I'm not actually on our podcast, so don't do that. But check out our episodes, check out our social media. It's a lot of fun, and we talk about lore, we talk about characters, we talk about, you know, Eorzean society, and a little bit into main scenario things, main scenario details, but we try not to spoil too much on current content. So yeah, that's our that's our show. Yeah, uh, I I do love listening to musicasts, uh, especially when you do like lore stuff because it is very like dramatically done and well written and voice acted and stuff that we don't do here at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. We're planning on doing um, what was it last Christmas? We did a couple of the Tales from the Dragon Song War stories uh-huh. that were voice acted and narrated, and we plan on doing that again for this Christmas season or this holiday season, but we are still working on what exactly we want to do for those. And then 
for the time being, we just finished up an episode on character creation, which should be out in the next couple of days, I believe. And we are working on some episodes about the Scions and Minfilia, which we talked a little bit about Minfilia. We touched on Minfilia here. So we'll get more into depth on Minfilia, which is always kind of neat. I'm excited. I want to see what's going down over there. So go give them a listen, a follow, and, uh, you know, if you have it in any means and you want to go help donate to them to help support them, go do that. Oh, or better yet, better yet, oh. don't support us just yet and go support us with our Extra Life page. There you go. That's how you do there's it. That's even there's, better. There's the plug. We are part, we are for the part of the, uh, Aor, or not Aorzine Alliance, we are part of the... Um, Final Fantasy XIV content creators uh, team for Extra Life. So you can look up MuseCast14 on there and you can go to our page or just look up the team in general and donate over there. Yep. Uh, uh, to see all the teams, you can go to extra-life.org slash team slash FFXIVCC. Yep. Uh, even though Shen and I have separate accounts, we are essentially one team. So... Uh, Give money to both of us. One of us. We're gonna give money to to us. No, give money to Musecast. <laughs> the <laughs> real thing is just give money to everybody. Yeah. yeah. No, go ahead and like split your donations up between all the content creators because yeah. there are a good number of content creators on there. But we're hoping to raise a thousand dollars as a team. I believe it was. I think. I think, I think, I think we're, we're bumping we're it up. Way above that. Yeah, I think we're gonna bump it up because now that we have Denmo McStrong, huge. We got Denmo. <laughs> Oh, we do. Yeah, Denmo Denmo's goal team. alone was a thousand dollars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, and I believe uh, I don't know, I don't remember ASRs, but I think ASRs is pretty up there as well. So Stage Reborn also yeah, has a pretty stage, high. Yeah, Stage Reborn is on there too. Yeah, so and who else is on there? The Crucible. We have Phoenix Down Radio. We have who else? Uh, I can list them all if again. Currently yeah, signed up and participating. We have uh, Maelstrom Radio, Gamer Escape, Phoenix Down Radio, A Stage Reborn, She Heals I Tank, Denmo McStrong Huge, Musecast 14, The Crucible, and someone named Unitunes, who we don't know who that is. Yet. <laughs> Yet. We're going to work on that. So we'll find out who that is and make sure that they're in included and up and running with us. I wonder... I don't think it is. I don't think it's anybody from LBR because I think they already announced that they're doing Extra Life, but I don't think they joined our team. LBR, I think, is doing their own Extra Life team yeah. as well, and I believe the Final Fantasy XIV subreddit is also doing their own team. Yeah, so we don't know who that person is, but we will find out. We will find you a mystery person. Anyway, let's go ahead and pimp our stuff. You can find us here weekly, Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific. Uh, so that would be definitely next Monday because we are going to do the spooptacular. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Uh, we're, I'm looking into how to get us on Spotify. Spotify is doing podcasts now, and I would say that I will put us on any platform that is available. And I know a lot of people use uh, Spotify, so if we can get us on there, then I will do that. Um, you can find us at uh, maelstromradio.com. That's also where you can find our the announcement for our uh, the, the the contest. Uh, we announced it last week, so if you want to be a rock star, go check it out. Super easy. Record your character dancing to music of your choice. All the rules are there. Uh, you can email us at show at maelstromradio.com. Uh, you can find our Discord on our Twitter page, which is twitter.com forward slash at maelstrom. 
or our website, maelstrom underscore radio. Uh, you can find us on Facebook.com forward slash Maelstrom Radio, and you can find us here, of course, at twitch.tv forward slash Maelstrom Radio. I want to thank Emmy again. I want to thank my co-host Shin uh, for being here. Uh, Emmy, thank you for being our surprise guest. <laughs> I know it was fun. Thank unplanned. you. I did not expect it, but it was fun. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and mute you both, so go ahead and say goodbye to everybody. Not all at once, I guess. Shin, say goodbye. <laughs> Shit, say bye. Shit. Oh, I, I thought you were muting us already. I know, I bye. said say goodbye to no. you. <laughs> oh. I like Emmy. Usually like, you just mute me right away and then but, I can't talk anymore. No, it's fine. I like having Emmy here. She yells at you too. <laughs> Thanks, Emmy. <laughs> Emmy, you can be here all the time now. I was yelling. I, I was not yelling. All right, but you got a grumpy voice and I liked it. Emmy could be here all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Emmy, Emmy's the, Emmy's the new unofficial member of Maelstrom Radio. <laughs> All How right. many unofficial members do we have now? Well, Chili. Chili. Crucible's technically the B team because it takes two of them to make one shins. <laughs> and that's barely a shins. <laughs> Although you'd probably be a, a really... I could probably use just one of you to make a shin replacement Emmy, so... That's... So that's, that's probably be better than me. I'm just... I'm relegated to being shin. How terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, that's, listen, on the hierarchy of Maelstrom Radio, there's Shin, and then way near the floor, there's me. <laughs> so. Shin, you are cool. Yeah, I am not. So are you. Everyone's cooler than me. <laughs> everybody, no, everybody's just cool, period. Okay. Yeah, we'll leave it with that. Yeah, we'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take what I can get. Anyway, all right, meeting everybody. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Beautiful. See ya. And I'm going to click our outro like this. I want to thank you all for hanging out with us, talking the story. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, we had uh, some great opinions about Robon and and where the story's going and, and Nanamo. Uh, next week is Halloween. Next week, we're going to do a choose your own adventure. Uh, I, I have a feeling it's going to be covered in hair. It's going to be werewolf related and maybe a haunted house. And uh, a week after that, I think is extra life so we're two weeks away so just hang on there's a lot more coming from us so as we say here every week till sea swallows all keep listening maelstrom radio is a production of maelstromradio.com blackfire media productions final fantasy 14 and eorzea are trademarks of square enix Opening theme provided by Benjamin Anthony James. You can find more of their music over at soundcloud.com forward slash Ben773. Our outro is provided by Sodo. You can find more of their music over at soundcloud.com forward slash Sodo. Views and opinions expressed on this episode are those of Maelstrom Radio and their host, and do not reflect the views and opinions of Square Enix. And until C swallows all, keep listening.